Now it's time for a bonus bomb. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome to EM Bordon. We appreciate you listening in. This is going to be a mini bomb that we're bonus dropping. Bomb. Bonus bomb. Oh, I like mini bomb. I just like, because it's sorry. like a smaller well, bomb. Our announcer yeah. that we pay to do this says bonus. <laughs> and I'm not paying that person again to say mini. <laughs> so this is a bonus bomb. And bonus bombs consist of a interesting story mm-hmm. that Blake and I like to present. Hit us up on Twitter at emboardbombs.com. Hit us up on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, yeah, or Spotify. Uh, drop us a review as well. We appreciate those. We're trying to get to over 100 reviews. And subscribe on our website on our newsletter. It's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram and Twitter accounts, too, are just blowing up right now. Just blowing up. Blowing up. We appreciate Blowing that. up like carpet bombs. Uh, blowing, blowing up, up. like car- <laughs> <laughs> So let's get into it. What's the story? So it's actually a really great story that has to do with potassium iodine. Love it. So I went on a uh, walking tour recently. Have you ever go on those? Are you into those? Walking tour? Like a haunted walking tour of the city. Like you heard of these, right? Winston-Salem has one of those? Oh, yeah. It's no. a small, small little city, You're but yeah. You're kidding me. There's some weird stories that... that uh, I had no idea. I'm a big local history fan. Oh, I'm my gosh. This is such a hipster thing, isn't it? Not... Is it hipster? There were probably so many people there with, like, beards and... There were a few. And, like... There was yeah, a few... There were a few brewery stops. Allbirds, brewery stops. Bands. Warby Parkers. Yeah, that too. <laughs> So anyway, we went on this walking tour, and the big thing that came up was, you know, the whole point of these walking tours, if you've done them in your city before, yeah. is that they, they, they go th- go around, they point out old buildings, like, hey, this happened here, sure. could be haunted, could be not. Yeah. Some tours are better than others. Sure, the sure. one in town's really good. Yeah. And so we came up to the scene where basically some horrible fire happened one time. Okay. And these tour guides are not medically trained, as you can imagine. Sure, so sure. the tour guide's telling the story of how these people die from the fire, and someone asks, like, oh, why did all these people die in the fire? And... You know, the guy's like, well, they um, they caught on fire and their organs just exploded. And that's what happened. <laughs> and I'm kind of standing there and my friend's with me who's not a medical professional, yes. but they know I am. Yeah. And they look at me and they're like, I don't think that's true. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. I, it's not. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> tour is great, though. Oh, man. You know, yeah. I love moments like that, though. When yeah. you're on tours and other things. When it's like you just secretly know. Stuff, yeah, you just secretly know And you just like, keep it to yourself. Yeah. What I like to do is I like to further enhance it and learn more about oh. their content knowledge and yeah. still not say anything yeah. just because personally it's hilarious yeah. so next time you should have been like excuse me sir could you please explain that some more to me yeah can you explain the pathophysiology behind organs yeah. exploding can you tell me more why you think vaccinations are etc cetera, etc cetera? and just keep it to yourself it's very entertaining yeah, so it's interesting because uh, you know it was. I think he was trying to relate that scene to that scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. when they opened the Ark of the Covenant and like all the Nazis like explode. <laughs> I think that's what he was getting at. That a fire when a fire occurs, oh, it's man. like the scene from the opening of the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, man, that's Speaking of that, let's talk about organs exploding. This is relevant. Yes, this is relevant. So organs don't explode, no, they don't. but they can they can uh, dramatically fail when right. you are exposed to radiation. Yes, that's true. So let's talk about radiation. Right. Fun topic. Really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Horrible way to die. Slow. This is pretty awful. Yeah. So acute radiation poisoning, really rare. Mm-hmm. But man, I'll tell you, I've had and I had the ISE questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The past two years, this came up both tests, both years. At Are least one question. No joke. Radiation poisoning. So what's what's the deal? Here? I can see that though. I know I it's one of those rare zebras. You just yeah. gotta know it. You gotta know it. You it's gotta know so it's silly. It's so silly, but you gotta know it. 
And these are easy points. You yeah. get them right, easy points. Yeah. You're going to at least have maybe one question that comes up. Do you know it. the closest nuclear reactor to us? No, I don't. It seems like you're furiously looking it up, though. No, I do know where it is. Oh, you do? Because <laughs> I was raised somewhat close to oh, it. Oh, I'm guessing it's in Raleigh? It, yeah, so it's in Cary, North Carolina. Oh. But not far away. They don't really build them anymore. They don't. Very like, expensive. Because of this. <laughs> Very expensive. <laughs> it's also expensive. So radiation, high-speed particles, electromagnetic waves, ionizing radiation. So we measure radiation's effects on the body by grays, G-Y. Okay. And sieverts, too. Right. That part's not important. Just right. know that that's there. Okay. We're not going to get into a discussion today about the levels you need to know. They're never going to ask you on a test this patient was exposed to this many grays or sieverts. And in real life, let's say you're in the unfortunate event that you're triaging patients from a mass casualty event, because that's what's most likely going to happen sure. here. Yeah. It's going to be a mass casualty event. Right. Um, you're going to be in that situation. Um, you're going to have military experts, physicists, people that are determining what dose radiation people are likely exposed to. That's not sure. your job. Right. So you're never going to be asked about on the test what is low dose, what is moderate dose, what is high dose, what is lethal dose. So it's a better way to do that, and we're going to talk about it. So right. acute radiation poisoning is defined as whole body or partial body radiation exposure greater than one gray at a high dose rate, meaning that there was just a lot that was shot at you, high dose. Mm -hmm. What's the initial approach? Well, the right answer, of course, as with any single question on an EM-related test or IC, ABCs. ABCs. And you're going to remove the clothing, of course, remove any items next to that patient because they're likely covered in some type of radioactive material. And you're going to go through your initial stuff. Because obviously that's the stuff. If they don't have an airway, even if they have a lethal dose of radiation, yeah. they're going to die of not breathing first before their radiation, <laughs> before their organs explode. Correct. So phases you got to know here, just general phases. You don't have to know this in, in detail. You have this prodromal phase in the initial two to three days. And this is the classic just general symptoms. Yeah. The things you would see, honestly, in Hollywood, unfortunately. Right. Emesis, hair falling out, skin changes. Yeah. yeah. Great show. HBO. Amazing Chernobyl. show. Yep. Accurate anorexia fatigue and then if you have lethal doses of radiation you're going to have immediate cardiovascular collapse older mental status cerebral edema those people die within within weeks right then you have this like latent phase and illness phase coming up later in the next weeks which are basically uh, bone marrow failure you're going to have all your blood cells that just become pants out of penic you'll get infections out the wazoo you'll get dic multi-organ failure and then from there it's pretty much death or recovery you're going to go through this phase in the icu so what's the most important thing for you to know as an er provider and for the boards well here are two pearls right here if you have onset of symptoms in the first two hours let's say you were exposed to radiation and you immediately start having vomiting or any changes whatsoever anywhere you likely had a lethal exposure, and yeah. that person will die, unfortunately. Yeah. And to date, uh, from research and past cases of radiation exposure, no one's ever survived certain levels of radiation when they have symptoms in the first two hours. It's not right. even documented, unfortunately. So the biological markers we use, and this is where I got my test question from, two test questions, literally, yeah. is how do we measure if someone was exposed to a lethal dose of radiation? Well, one is the absolute lymphocyte count. You've probably read right. that before and studied right. that before. And then two, it's, like we said, time to onset of emesis. Right. So monitoring a decrease in absolute lymphocyte count, that's the, like the most practical method ever because all it takes is a CBC. And then you're going to look at it and say, okay, was there a drop in 50% of the absolute lymphocyte count in the last 24 hours? Key to know. If that's the case, unfortunately, you're going to die. Yep. That's it. So a drop in 50% of the absolute lymphocyte count within the first 24 hours equals lethal dose. So a drop in 50% of the absolute lymphocyte count within the first 24 hours is a lethal exposure. Lethal exposure. A count remaining within 50% normal 
during the first week, that's 90% survival. So you see how the difference is? Huge. It's huge difference. And this is a really easy, quick thing you can do for triaging patients that right. come in with radiation exposure. Again, super rare. You'll probably go your whole career and never see this ever, which is right. great. Hopefully. Hopefully. It'll be awful. But on test questions, I guarantee this will come up. Right. Because it's only been – I've been doing these ISC things for like two years. I've already had two questions on this. Yeah. This is easy points. Easy points for you to get. Easy points. Because they're not going to go that detailed. Yeah, they're not going to go detailed. It's pretty superficial. It's easy to memorize. Yeah. So two more things to talk about. Emesis, if onset was in 30 minutes, as we said earlier, you're going to have 100% lethal dose. If vomiting took greater than one hour to occur, the patient has like a 90% survival rate. If you have any major cerebral vascular changes, done. you're done. done. You're totally done. Brain is cooked. No pun intended. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. So last thing I want to talk about here is I had a question on this one time. This was when I was an intern. I remember I had this ISE question, and I was like, oh, ISE shouldn't be that bad. You know, it's going to be like all these general ED questions. This is my first question on the test. I got on the question. <laughs> I pop open the test, and it's like, hey, you had a patient that was exposed to a nuclear meltdown. Do you give this person potassium iodine? Or what patient would benefit from potassium iodine? That's oh, kind man. of generally where they yeah. were going from. Yeah. And that was awful. So yeah. thyroid protection, we got to talk about that. you got to prevent the thyroid from absorbing radioactive isotypes of iodine, usually iodine-131. That's the right. most common isotype in radioactive setting. Because you're basically, if you let the thyroid do that, you're cooking the thyroid, basically. Right. And there's a high risk of thyroid carcinoma. And we know this because of, unfortunately, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. There were a lot of people that had thyroid carcinoma later in life because they right. did not, obviously, yeah. or know to stockpile on potassium iodine yeah. at the time. This is very important in two classes of patients, people that we think would be obvious, right? right. Pregnant patients and infant children. Mm -hmm. Really any child, but infant children being the most children, important. Children, that's what they're asking. Yeah. So, and the big deal is because obviously in pregnant patients, not only for the mother's sake, but for the fetus, greater than 12 weeks old, the fetus absorbs the mother's right. iodine at that point. So who gets potassium iodine? Well, it's a one-time oral dose ASAP. You give that ASAP within hours of exposure. Who's getting it? Basically anybody less than 40 years old. Okay. Who doesn't get it? Who would not benefit? And this is from the CDC's website and from... ABEM board This is interesting prep. to know. This is very interesting to know. Who does not get potassium iodine? Adults greater than 40 years old, especially those with medical problems, are unlikely to benefit, and it could be harmful. So that's interesting to know because it's basically everyone except for this population. <laughs> basically everyone except your average ED patient. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's when you're like, all right, where are my urgent care patients? <laughs> which, which makes sense. Because a lot of these people have CHF, right, right, right. kidney disease, right. and they're not going to benefit from they're potassium iodine. Yeah. They're also older than 40. What are the chances of developing thyroid carcinoma within exactly. a lifetime? Very rare. So right. that's the big thing. So what are the things you've gathered from this quick little review? So really, Organs explode from yeah, fires. Of exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, go see uh, the movie on HBO. <laughs> yeah. Go see the show. Um, no, so the main things here. Uh, to really know from this is, you know, you have to monitor the absolute uh, lymphocyte count to figure out what type of exposure there was, right? So a drop in 50% of the absolute lymphocyte count within the first 24 hours is a lethal exposure. A count remaining within 50% of normal during the first week leads to about 90% survival. Lastly, if you're going to be figuring out who needs to be getting iodine, adults greater than 40, especially those with medical problems, are not going to benefit. Everyone else mm -hmm. really should be getting iodine, mm -hmm. all right? Especially mm -hmm. the kids it, from a priority standpoint and especially pregnant patients. Absolutely. That was fun. And organs don't explode. Yeah, they don't explode. Yeah. They don't explode. And radiation exposure is a horrible thing to die from. It's awful. It's awful. There's this little app you can download on your phone. It's yeah. called Nuclear Destruction. 
and it maps out basically what would happen no in your way. city you if, a, if a nuke would split it. I'll send it to you. Terrifying. It makes me want to plan where I build my next house. Oh my god! It also so it also accounts for winds and where they're taking the radiation. See, I just want to deal. With it. At that point, <laughs> it's over. Yeah, would well, you want to live in a you know post apocalyptic world? I couldn't. I couldn't survive, man. Yeah, I'm too survive. frail. You don't even camp. Yeah, I don't camp. I you know I'm into technology and stuff. <laughs> I'm not a handy. Follow us on Instagram. It'll also be posted on Twitter. Remember that we are at EM Board Bombs. You can also go to our website directly and catch some photos, catch some handouts that we have on select topics. If you subscribe to our email list, you can know when these episodes and when these special events are dropped out. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.